What's up, folks, and welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today we're sitting down with Adam and Michael of After Midtown. I'm going to say that right when the interview starts, I might have kicked one of them out. We talked college football, meeting in Nashville, leaving the Broadway shows, getting on the road, doing their things, Warp Tour, Nickelback, Creed, Carly Rogers, and so much more. I'm done talking, folks. Let's get to know. Adam and Michael of After Midtown, this is Toad's Tunes. That you ain't got no excuse If you ain't high As an old Georgia Pines Way you do some country music If you ain't old Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes After Midtown in the house today what What's up, up, man? Pennsylvania? That's right You say Ohio? Yeah I'm just gonna start this off the right way <laughs> okay. You're cool Ohio State Buckeyes fan? I am, man. There's I the am. door. I know, dude. I know. <laughs> There's the door. It's okay. We don't have anything to fight for this year, so. Uh, yeah, you kind of do. I mean, I guess, but to me, it's just You guys like, playing Utah? Just something stupid like that. It's either playoffs or nothing to me. Dude, I wish I cared about college football. Like, it seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. You don't you like know? college football? No, I, I, I would. I just like... If I only have time to watch one, I'm probably going to watch NFL because I'm a big Steelers fan. So. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's... Uh, yeah. I grew up watching the Eagles, so okay. yeah, I don't never really got into the what uh, the terrible towel. I think that's what they call yeah. it, right? That that sort of thing. So was you? When you said Jersey. Did you mean like South Jersey? I lived in South Jersey. I lived in just out of Atlantic City in Brigantine, and then that's I actually a, moved to a town called Egg Harbor City. That's just like Philadelphia's little cousin over there. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. So yeah, that's. Cool. I'd go watch the Flyers. Uh, I'd go watch. Uh, um, the Eagles play. I think that was about it. I might have gone to a basketball game or two, but those two things for sure were something that I, I don't. I'm not even going to talk to you because you're Ohio State fan. <laughs> I'm just going to leave you alone. Sorry, right, that's fucking fair. <laughs> Ask him about his NFL pick though. Who is his team? Because it's, it'll throw you. So he's from it's Cincinnati. It's not Cleveland. Area. Oh no. no, it's not Cincinnati. I, I'm a huge Packers fan. Ever How the since. hell does that happen? <laughs> yeah. So like when I was like five years old, just old enough to walk a couple doors down and play pickup football with the kids that live down the street. Uh, my family didn't care at all about football, you know what I mean? So them but them and their whole families were all big Green Bay fans. Right. So it kind of just got nailed into me at a young age, I guess. The Brett Favre era, dude. Favre. Yeah, Favre. <laughs> oh god. Throwing picks and texting chicks. I just uh <laughs> throwing picks. I like that. Well, I'm a um I'm a Nebraska fan somehow, yeah. some way my uh, a guy I met in high school moved out here from Lincoln. So I uh, was never a UNLV fan. But college football, I hate Ohio State. Uh, Why do you hate Ohio State? Just because they, they cheat. Because they cheat. They oh, cheat. No. Why? They cheat. Really? You want to talk urban? Do you? How do you do at Jacksonville? Want to talk urban? What's <laughs> urban doing right now? He's not coaching the Buckeyes. <laughs> no, not anymore. Because why? Because he's out kicking his kicker in Jacksonville. Yeah. Well, and now he's sitting on his couch. He's sitting on his couch. And I'm not a fan of USC either, because uh, that guy's a cheater as well. I'm a fan of that guy's contract. That Lincoln Riley's contract. Oh, Lincoln's cool. No, I'm talking about uh, Pete Carroll. Oh, Pete Carroll, yeah. yeah I've never known what to think about him. That's why I can't even watch Seattle. Every time I just see his face, I change the channel. Because I'm like, you took away someone's someone's um, Heisman because you cheated. Yeah, Reggie yeah. Bush should definitely. I mean, yeah, he should. He, he should have a Heisman. But needless to say, we're not here to talk football because I don't even watch a lot of pro football. So I don't even know what I'm talking about. But I could go all day. Adam and Michael, is that right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. How'd you guys meet? Songwriter friend, mutual buddy of ours. Yeah. Um, I was... Uh, I'd moved to town in, in early 2018. Okay. Um, and then he had moved to town a year later. Uh, both We both moved there as solo artists, songwriters. Um, I was playing downtown, you know, Broadway, that whole thing in, in Singing? Nashville. Singing? Yeah. 
yeah, it's just solo artists, acoustic gigs and stuff like that. I was traveling around. I had a pretty decent following back home in Pennsylvania because I had played full-time up there for like five years. Uh, so I was just, you know, kind of traveling back and forth, doing my thing, playing guitar, lead guitar for other people on the side as well. And then that's actually what segued us, you know. Um, I needed a guitar player, and all my regular guys couldn't do it. So I asked my buddy, and I was like, dude, do you know any guitar players? He was like, call my buddy Adam. He's a monster. And I was like, all right. And I learned our first show that he's way more than just a guitar player. You know right. what I mean? So and You can sing and everything. Yeah, we became, like, very quickly just can't best dance. friends. <laughs> can't dance? No. You're in the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> we just, like, became best friends really quickly and then wrote our first song together in, like, February of last year. And That's right. We were touring around. Maybe we should do this duo thing. Because now they just want to be in a duo. I don't think anyone dreams of being in a duo. It was an interesting time, and I think the only reason why it worked was because it was at the height of COVID. Sure. And which was, you know, like an interesting year and time and place for everybody. Right. But now I wouldn't have it any other way because we don't have to go through this shit by ourselves. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, we go all all these meetings and this and that. It's like, man, I would hate to have to do this by myself. Everybody, everybody moves to Nashville with like a preconceived notion of, of, you know, whatever they're going to, whatever they want to try to achieve. And a lot of people, when that certain thing doesn't work out, they move home or, you know, find something else to do. And uh, I think him and I just both had the mentality of, like, just want to move there and be fucking successful, you know? And right. However that has to happen. Whether it's a trio or we'll duo. Know. We'll yeah. know. I'll know, you know? And that's I always kind of told myself, you know? Cause so you guys, I, this may sound right, you guys have been together, like, <laughs> a year? Yes, yeah. yeah we, right? So we've been a duo for, like, uh, what almost two years now? Almost going into it's right years. around two years. Yeah, right. yeah. March, March of. Uh... We met in the summer of 2019. Okay. So and then like we played our first show together, you know, late 2019 as well, and then really uh, like officially started the duo in the very beginning of 2020. Yeah, because right. we we played. Oh, we I guess were, it is almost two years. We were playing bar shows like four hour long. Lot of the Broadway stuff. Lot of yeah. Songs. Yeah. That style of show, but like on the road. Just as to well. pay our bills, you know. Traveling around, dude, in like a shitty ass van, and uh, I mean, we had we had no idea what we were doing, you know. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, still crazy because it's like because it's a different world than doing the artist thing, you know. But at it's the like, same time, as a band like, per se, you mean? Well, it's just a different. It's such a different world than you know, writing your own music, playing your own music, etc. Versus <laughs> like going around and pl- being a party. Band, I remember. Well, oh, so I see what you're saying. Okay. The first, the very first few shows that we played together were were his shows as his. It's and you were, just a guitar, you were just a guitar player. Correct. Uh, but we had played Broadway and played the cover shows together, you know, around that time. And we just learned, you know, what, what covers I could do and you know, where we could harmonize and stuff. And it all kind of just started snowballing from there. So but, you were on Broadway as well, singing. Yep. Okay, so this is going to be a fun question. Hmm. How do you guys convert from the Broadway lifestyle, which is a pretty much a steady income? Yeah. You can't just walk away from it and hope that you could become... This is such a good question, by the way. Um, That's a great question. I have reasons for asking that, too. But like, how do you, how do you convert and go, mm-hmm. man, this is really what I want to do? Do you want me to be honest with no, you? No, I want you to lie. Of course I want you I to be think honest. I, I truly, truly believe, looking back, that if, if the pandemic wouldn't have hit and forced us to stop playing those shows... Oh, wow. That we probably wouldn't be in the position that we're in now, strictly because, you know, our schedule was so full playing all these cover shows right. and stuff. We would have never have taken the time to write the songs that we've been writing and, and go full, full-fledged full towards our artist career, because that you, was the only thing that was Are you on the same page as him? I, yes, but I also have another side of it to add to that, because I think, like, you, the question was, how, 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 how do, do we you, transition from yes, Broadway? Yes. Very easily. Because now the gig, we're getting, we're, we feel like, 
we've seen that like bumming it kind of lifestyle, you know, of a musician, and we've lived that for a year. So like pulling up even a place like today, like it, just to be able to have a green room yeah, and a bathroom, right? You know, it's like Different, huge, right? You know, so, not just a bar tab. So that's really yeah. that's at the front of your that was at the front of your mind, you know, because like we care we care so much about the show and the artistry of it that I think as long as we're comfortable, we're always we're good. You know, you, financially. This, this is dope because you guys have the opportunity, like you said, you're not doing it by yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You guys you guys literally have a, a shoulder to lean on. Whether someone in the band leaves, you get a new drummer, you guys are doing it together. I ask that question for a reason because I've had artists that come through here that mm-hmm. they live on Broadway. And that's how, and they, sure. they're, you, you have two choices when you're on Broadway, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but you either stay on Broadway mm-hmm. or you're broke. Because it just doesn't happen overnight where you can say, <clears throat> Broadway, I'm done. Yeah. And go try and do your career because without an income, what do you do? All right. I think there's like two sides to the town, though. Really, like musically, there you is. know, there's there's, a there's like the Broadway style cover gig artist, sure, and then there's like, you know, the the serious like I'm playing my own songs. Yeah, but you artist. don't get that opportunity on Broadway to do that. No, 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 I totally agree. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, I I think at least in the past, mm-hmm. and it still kind of is this way. There's like the stigma to where you kind of have to choose one. You, you do. Know? Like it's really hard to try to be taken seriously by mm-hmm. a lot of these like publishers and labels and things like that if you're down there playing Broadway. Or, or booking guys. 100%. Booking guys, yeah. No doubt about it. Because at the end of the day, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, it's just hard to get taken seriously like that, which honestly is the wrong way of looking at it because, you know, like, let's take a guy like, I don't know, dude, like Hardy or somebody like that. You know what I mean? At yeah. some point in their lives, they, somebody had to take a chance on them. You know? Absolutely. I mean, that's where it goes back to. Like, uh, you guys know Jordan Rowe. Yeah, he yeah. was he was just in here um, through the NFR, and one one of the questions is, dude, you're he's young, and yeah. he just packed up his shit one day and moved to Nashville. But he was blessed to be able to move in with somebody that's already in the industry yep. that could help him in that sort of thing. But I guess what I've had artists, just a couple that that make their living on Broadway, and they've come here with uh, another band as a guitar player, mm-hmm. and. Then called back and said, love your venue. I'd love to come back. I've got my own thing. And they come back with their own thing. And I'm like, no, you don't. You have a single, like one song, and everything else is covers. And that's not what we are. Right. So yeah. I guess what I'm trying to, I guess you guys are blessed in that sense. I was trying to ask, how do you convert? But I guess you guys were blessed in that sense that you had to. Yeah, like you, you guys, You guys yeah. had the ability to, in yeah. that sense. Because you weren't making any income, so why not? Yeah, why not take a stab at it? Sure. I, I, dude, I totally, I totally agree. And it, I... A lot of for a lot of people, 2020 was the worst year of their lives. For us, it was the best year of our lives, right? Hands down. Like we could have never dreamt of the things that that we've been able to do. We were walking into a label meeting like two days ago, yeah, and we were surreal. we were waiting on the elevator, you know, to come take us up to to the fifth floor or whatever it was. And I looked at Adam and I was just like, "Look how far we've come." Yeah, you it's know, neat. there is those yeah, those moments. And it's so cool. You have to like. You have to really stop yourself and slow down and, and like live it sometimes, you know, like you forget to yeah. just because it's show after show after new song after studio day after, you know what I mean? Interview. We're just getting started. We don't have it all figured out by any means. No, no like, it's, it's been I'm, fun. It's, it's, it, that's, man, it's, it's been so much fun to, to, to just kind of roll with the punches and, and just discover everything's new to us right now. So right. it's like, you know. It and just feels awesome. And we think the probability of it all happening is kind of interesting, too. If you really think about it, you know, me and Adam, we both moved to Nashville, somehow met each other, sure. somehow loved the same music, somehow complement each other musically. Right. I'm everything that he's not, and he's everything that I'm not. You know what I mean? It's somehow yeah. So when you guys get married? Well, 
Uh, Toad Wolf send you the invite. We're thinking sometime next year, but uh, preferably the springtime. Yeah, he loves the flowers. <laughs> uh, but no, man. If you really think about it, I think that if this goes how we want it to, you know, we we might be able to look back in five years, ten years, whatever it is, and be like, like, look at us. Like, what what a a story as to why you moved to Nashville. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Because this only happens in Nashville. Like this shit does not happen everywhere. You know. So I never knew. I never. I had a lot of doubts about moving to Nashville for a long time. I think everyone did. And you never quite know what it is that you need out of Nashville. You think you know. How did you get to Nashville? Like, what was what was it for you that, that not physically, yeah. drove you there, but what drove you there? Um, I think for both of us, it's really similar, actually. We just went through a breakup, and we were like, screw it, dude. There's nothing tying us here anymore. Right. Let's just go. So, like, I drove down yeah. there in this uh, shitty conversion, old 90s conversion van <laughs> that I had that we used to tour out of and I lived in Kroger's parking lot in Hermitage, Tennessee for a month and I brushed my teeth in their bathroom <laughs> every morning until my buddy said that I could uh, sleep on his couch. He already had a roommate. There were no bedrooms left but I paid $300 a month in rent just to sleep on their couch, dude. Yeah. But hey, thank God I did. And, and a shower. And a shower. That, yeah. was the, that was the songwriter buddy that eventually connected us yeah. for, those, oh, right for those gigs. Yeah. And, and how did you meet him or, or originally? That guy that, that you ended up is it just from gigging in uh, Nashville you met that no, guy? No, I actually met him randomly at the bar. And like we just kind of hit Nashville, it off. We're man. just talking. Right. And like um, you know, clearly had the same love because he's a songwriter. He's a hell of a songwriter too, honestly. His name's uh, Trey. And um, we, I don't know, dude, he was just like super kind and generous to me. And one day he was like, man, do you want to like come crash on our couch, you know? And then I met his roommate and everybody was cool and we just decided that somehow we'll make it work. And I was right. very thankful that they did because I didn't Shout know out else. Trey Spears, man. Shout out Trey. Hell yeah. That's pretty rad. It's funny how that works. And how did you end up getting there? You just woke up one morning and said, I'm I, going? Yeah, I, uh, so I was playing. I was still playing full time back home in PA, and I had kind of took the route of like uh, I met a, a a guy that became my acoustic guitar player um, in 2014, and uh, he had some he had some years on me, and he had played in the cover band scene for a while, so I knew he knew all the bar contacts, played all that kind of shows, and uh, back home, you know, um, and then basically 2018, all that shit went down. Uh, and then I, I think I stuck around for like nine more months or something, nine or ten more months. And I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. So I eventually I just I packed up. And I, I'd been lucky because I, I knew uh, an older older songwriter friend of mine. He wasn't really in the country scene, but he had lived and still does, lives in East Nashville. And uh, he gave me his basement for, you know, whatever, that like a summer, basically. And then I, I discovered that uh, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't transition and start playing gigs right away because I just didn't know anyone to get me you know, get me up and rolling. But, um, uh, but then Trey and I, who connected us, we met randomly, uh, kind of in the same at a bar. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and, and it, I was, there's your song, uh, man. Yeah. Somebody, right. Trey is also, is from my home state. He, he grew up, uh, actually closer to Philly, I think. And, uh, uh, down East somewhere. But, uh, he, uh, my buddy pulled me up on stage one night and he was looking for somebody to play Broadway with. And I think I played like Randy Hauser running out of moonlight or something and played lead guitar with it. And, uh, so that's how him and I got connected and eventually it all just snowballed Pretty into that. Crazy. Yeah. Be a nice bio someday. Dude, yeah. it's, I, you know, well, we, have, we have quite a story, but dude, I'm so thankful for it because man, if you don't go through that, I feel like, you know, you got to go through the traditional grind to really yeah. appreciate everything. Uh, you know, dude, Go ahead. I was gonna say I I came from like the metal band world, right? Which is which is, you know, like I was. It's not far off. From I this. had I had like yeah. 
ambitions yeah. of getting, you know, signed as a metal band, like when I was a teenager, that kind of stuff. And I wasn't too far off from like a shitty record deal, probably. But uh, it it was that's you know, but that's that's what kind of we bonded over immediately it was because we both knew that side of music, which is like, hey, you gotta buy your own shit, hop on a van, and hope for the best. The grind. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ali Colleen was just through here. You guys know who that is. I uh, know then I feel like I've met her like once. I'm not sure. So her her dad's kind of a big deal. Yeah, that's what I that's who I thought. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That's he did Friends in Little Places. Yeah, I don't know yeah, that, yeah. that dude. Anyway, yeah. she was just in here and having a conversation with her was the neatest thing in the world because she wants nothing. Not in a bad way, but she wants no help from yeah, her yeah. parents. I don't, I mean, and I don't think she gets it either. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't ask for it. And some yeah. of the stuff that I would ask her. I respect and, that. And she, well, you have to because the other the, the other side of it all is how many of these these mainstream artists that have made it their kids come out yeah. and you don't know them anymore because they might have had one yeah, song and they're yeah. gone so she's building the career and i think that's what the whole part of the road is for you guys and the yeah, grind is is makes it all worthwhile yeah you know you I can mean, either i uh, you can either try to have a moment or yeah. you can try to have a career yeah and i great, feel like someone building it like you mentioned ali is wants to have a career yeah because if you tell somebody who your dad is or your mom is or this and that you might have a moment right but then that, that shit fizzles out quick though yeah, it's funny. She told me this story about how her and this other girl, Carly Rogers, will go play shows. Oh, we know Carly. Yeah. And someone will walk up and say, hey, man, can you can you play Friends in Love Places? And they say, yeah, yeah for 150 bucks, we'll play it. Yeah. And then Allie will just sit back and Carly will play it because she didn't lie. We're playing it. Yeah, that's She has true. no yeah. part of it. She wants nothing to do with that's it. That's funny. Which I think it's pretty neat. Full circle, little full circle uh, fact here. So Carly actually lived like across the hallway from our buddy, that connected us Trey. actually. So it's me and Trey are friends now. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you guys know each other for sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but it's just it's just funny to think about like uh, you know we, we're talking about uh, like the classes of country music, like groups of artists coming up together and stuff. Right. And it's it's funny to think like oh that could be like a cool story someday. Yeah, like wish, a, you know if her career does really well and ours does as well, you know it'd be cool to be like and you guys are neighbors. Yeah, in some uh, sense, it's yeah. Like, it's like a Nashville fat, like whatever, you know, like a cool nerdy small musician. Small world, like small world. Dude, it's a big small town. It is. I don't know her. I've, I've, I, I follow her online. I don't know who she is. I know much about her other than people come in and they talk about her oh, here and there. But funny, it's funny, dude. Yeah, here's some, I haven't she's heard anything negative too, which is hilarious. That's not country as fuck. Oh yeah, that would be more fuck. appropriate. <laughs> Sorry, country Carly's AF. wild, bro. Carly's yeah. wild. Carla drinking under the table. Well, that wouldn't be too hard, man. That water probably drink me under the table. <laughs> So do you guys, do you guys like growing up was obviously metal, mm -hmm. but did you look at country and like look at an artist and go, God, I love this. This is, this is why I'm moving to Nashville so, sort of thing. Like to, to maybe that was your inspiration. Was there an artist that drove you to get into country? Yeah. Yeah. First. I think, um, gives you time to think. I was going, well, the Snickers. He, I know <laughs> what his, I know what his voice. answer, I, I know what his answer is, uh, <laughs> but Dolly Parton. Correct. Yeah. Uh, no. Dolly Parton sleep on her back. Um, uh, so I, I guess after seeing like a couple really good like county fair shows, because yeah. I grew up in like a really you know rural area, and that was if you want to go to a country concert, that was usually the cheapest and easiest option is to wait for fair season to roll around and and see who's coming. But uh, I saw uh, Josh Thompson actually, oh, wow. yeah, and I was a huge fan of him. Uh, you know, I saw him at my hometown county fair, and uh, I just remember being like, ah, I think this is my next my next step because I was pretty burnt out on the whole metal scene, anyways, and like. I, I'd loved country from like maybe 14 years old on, you know, just kind of growing up in a little coal mining farm town, but every, it was just, it was the pop music of, you know, of your town, of the, of the town. So 
it was cool, you know, eventually to, for everything to come full circle now, especially, um, to add those metal influences, you know, to what we do as, you know, in after Midtown, but, but anyways, Josh Thompson, uh, and I, I saw Justin Moore too. And I, I was a big fan of like that era of country too. So yeah. it was pretty badass. And I just, you know, I remember seeing uh, him, Justin and then Randy Hauser. And I was like, Dude. oh, those three dudes. And Hauser's one of my favorites to yeah. see live. He's, oh. he's, 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 if I could put a what show a, together, he's what one a of my voice. Band. Yeah. Yeah. We're blessed to have, he played here three times already this year. Randy did. Oh, really? Yeah, for private events. Damn. So there's only That's like 130 nice. pe- people in here. And I just sit there and if people are talking around me, I'm, I'm very, can you please just quiet? Can you shut yeah. the hell up for two I kn- seconds? I yeah. know you're not here for Randy Hauser because it's a private event. You're here for some other reason, but I am. So zip it. What about you? Um, for me, I never liked country growing up. No? No, I thought that it was so boring, man. Like, that was my one <laughs> thing about country. I thought it was boring. And I, I grew up in a country town, you know, like my grandparents farm and shit. Country and was boring because did you ever listen to it or was it just like that vague, vague persona of that's just what it was? No, no, no. I, I listened to it because there was, you know, all, all my friends were like country as hell. You know right. what I mean? And country's fuck but um <laughs> i was gonna yell at you too yeah. you know, i listened to it it just seemed so boring to me it seemed like everybody was saying the same thing it seems like you took your three three and a half minutes and just proceeded to try to convince me that you're country right like that's what it all sounded like to yeah. me you know right. and i i was never in love with with that in the early 2000s and stuff like you know i guess i don't know dude toby keith doesn't really appeal to an 11 year old you know what i mean he doesn't appeal to me to this day <laughs> either but that's- but I don't. He he is an uh, like he's he's the top of country per se. But yeah. I could pick ten other artists that smoke him. In my opinion, totally agree. But that's what was on the radio then for yeah. me. So instead of that, I chose like a lot of hip hop, and I love emo rock. Right, like I got a big My Chemical Romance tattoo, Matt nope. Miller. That's like just it. what I love. And then I I remember I started to get into country when I got stationed in Georgia, and one day we were on our way back from the lake, and it was like. 2014 and my buddy popped the cd in and it was sam hunt's montevallo record Dude, the best ever right the best ever and i remember hearing that and being like oh you can do this now yeah you know like you can bend yeah. these lines and that's kind of i honestly you, you couldn't always do that no you couldn't always do that and i for whatever reason sam hunt like was accepted by country radio and stuff and that's great but i kind of view you know, like our music's very different, and we're aware of that, right? It's not on purpose. It just comes no, out that way. Let me explain something to you from my point. It is awesome. Thank because you. Thank you, man. You ha- there's so much stuff out there that's cookie cutter. Yeah. Sure. And um, there's certain artists that I chase down and go after and stuff like that. And, yeah. I mean, I like the different sound. Going back to that Sam Hunt, I was never a fan of his. I did sure. never understood what it was right. until I listened to that album. When I listened to that album, I went, holy cow, Mom's this a is... a fucking clinic, yeah. dude. Well, dude, what, four or five of those songs are cut by major artists 100%. that, that mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even like Cop Car by Keith Urban, but e- Every song on that record Hunt. could be a single. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think what was so attractive about it to me was, and I use it as a reference for us a lot, like, we, we always say that we want to have, I, I call it the Sam Hunt effect, right? To where, you know, our music is very different. We know that it is. It's not on purpose. It's on accident. But it's different. And we want to have the Sam Hunt effect to where... You know, the first time you ever heard Take Your Time on the radio, when you were driving down the road and you heard, I don't know if you're looking at me or not, you probably smile like that all the time. First thing you did was check to make sure you're on the right station, right? Half the people hated that, 
Half the people loved it, but a hundred percent of the people were like, "What the fuck was that? And who was that?" Yeah. yeah. And we, I want that the same thing for us. Whether you love or hate our music, I want you to hear it and be like, "Whoa, that's different. Who is that?" Right. You know. Yeah. And that's not something we do on purpose or anything. It's just I think that it kind of comes with the territory. But I also feel very fortunate because I I just feel like every every artist that has define an era or revolutionize a genre has been very different. Well, they have to be in some sense. You can yeah. either stay in this lane that just cruises and you're everybody else, or you yeah. can be the different and take that chance. I mean, there's some artists, obviously, that did it that people just laughed at. but Yeah. And, I, and yeah. Adam talks about the push and pull all the time, you know, and, like, how necessary, you know, like... like you, we, need, you need you need people. Like, I, it's always funny to us. And we'll, you know, like, we'll probably end up getting a decent amount of hate, uh, <laughs> like, like anybody else. But uh, because of how different it, it's, you know, how much we're straying but from traditional country, but you need those people. They're like talking I, about you. Well, well no, it's not that. It's just I no, think it keeps the genre. That it on, keeps it interesting on its tracks because you, know? you 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 know if you have that constant push and pull of like what's country and what's not country, what you know, walking the line. But I think most importantly, I think like the modern country artist doesn't really care. Like I think clearly it's blurring lines, and I think it's really cool because look at Morgan. Today. I would consider. Yeah. I would consider. He's, uh, he's racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would consider. Oh, no you know. <laughs> you would consider uh, the Goo Goo Dolls a rock band, right? Yeah. You would consider Nickelback a rock band, right? They sound way different. Sure. To, you know. So why why can't country artists have their own lane and sound different and, and what have the styles of different like styles of country subgenres of country? But that's exactly. already happened because yeah. you've got a pop country. Sure. You've yeah. got a Texas country, you got a red dirt country, then you then you've got mainstream country. Yeah. But yeah. my favorite thing is when someone comes to me and they they finally hear a Dan and Shay song on an alternative, you know, radio station yeah. and they're like, Have you heard that song? And I'm like, Yeah, three years ago. Yeah. And they're just like, What? And I'm like, exactly. that's I mean, it came out country, but yeah. I think the artistry in that you should never sit back and go, "This is the lane I'm in." Yeah, yeah. sure. You evolve. Yeah, you, your songwriting evolves. You evolve as an artist, and that's okay. Well, I, if you sat there and stayed in your same lane, you would never progress. That's why a guy like Sam Hunt. I mean, hundred percent, dude. He's huge, but why is he huge? Because he's different. I yeah. think. I just think it's cool, man. You know, it's just it's a lot of fun, like having the freedom that we sure. have now. And um, we love it all. Don't get me wrong, dude. If you were in the '80s, you couldn't be doing this. Well, it's <laughs> fucking 20 years ago, even. Yeah, like, I'm, even 15 I'm, years ago. Yeah, you know, it's the same thing. You, like there was this, uh, there was just this like guidelines of like what you could and couldn't do, and what you could write about, what you can't write about. You know, uh, right. Uh, but um, our biggest advice to is a songwriter trying to do their thing right now would probably be, don't write to the radio. Just if if you think if you're like nah man I love this but it's way too different for country radio right now yeah. fucking stick with that right like oh, write yeah. what's different and write what you love and we got so lucky in that aspect we just wrote what we loved and then luckily people liked, yeah. people liked it yeah you know what I mean but and I think that if you purposefully try to chase a sound or something it's tough dude because you're never gonna do it as good as the person that you're chasing typically I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you I had an artist that came through here that told me they cut a single and it got on country radio yeah mm -hmm. and it had nothing to do with them um but he did it because he knew it would get him on radio yeah and he yeah. thought it was a, a jump start but I don't know. I mean, I know he's around today, but he's not around where he was then. Sure. And I so. kind of get the giggles out of that because the end of the day is that that's always going to come out no matter what. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like the truth will. You you look at when you say that, don't write to radio. Look at a guy like Cody Johnson. Mm -hmm. He just is Cody Johnson. Yeah. And he built sure. a monster. And now he has the ability to do whatever the hell he mm -hmm. wants yeah. to. And, and I think they have to look at him. And that and that's a that's an interesting uh, example because of the red dirt style of country, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's kind of in its own monster, yeah. a little world out there. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, 
It's really cool, man. I, you know, I, I think we've just been throwing literally every little influence we possibly could into, because we all have that moment of like, oh man, that, I love that song. I want to write a song like that. Yeah. Right. Know, but it's not like ripping off in a sense. You know what I mean? Like you don't ever think of it that way, but it's, you might say that about five different songs and then take all those different ideas and apply it, apply it to one, sure. one song, you know? And I think uh, with us, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot of that nostalgic feel of like early two thousands rock, and you know, it's Warped Tour country, Warped Tour country, like a little bit of Warped Tour of in there, little hip hop for him. You know, he's yeah. he's a big hip hop fan. So, well, dude, we both grew up on that stuff. And how many, how many, how many people that are country music fans by default today grew up going to Warped Tour and shit like that? Right, a yeah. lot of them. I have yeah. a I have a kid that his name is Renee that that works for me, and he uh, he believes that hip hop and country, the only difference is the beat. No, I mean there there are instances where that's true. Absolutely, but yeah. you know what? Both of them tell a story. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm not gonna say a, a, a lot of hip hop, but some of it definitely because you're telling yeah. a story, and that's sure, no different. Yeah. I mean, people dive too far into it, man. Like like overthinking. You it. know, to take take <laughs> like you know, you ask a guy, dude. You could even ask like like your dudes that just love the outlaw country, like that think that if it's not fucking Cody Jenks and you ain't country, you know what right. I mean? And you could ask that guy like, hey man, is Morgan Wallen country? They'll be like, fuck yeah. Like really, you're gonna tell me that. Based upon your standards and the other shit that you hate, that wasted on you is a country song, dude. It's eight oh eights and a trap beat. Yeah, you know what I mean. We love that shit though. Like to us, dude, good music is just good music. Fucking enjoy it. I have a Mac Miller tattoo on my hand. I love Jason Aldean, and I would love to sit front row and be hammered drunk at a Goo Goo Dolls concert. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just good. Just Hell like yeah. what you want to like, and not give a fuck what anyone else thinks about it. I wanted to start liking country in high school. Because I liked like my kind of party and shit like that. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I hadn't heard anything like that. But I was so fucking worried about the, what the people that have known me my it. whole yeah. life would think about that. Like, Mike's never listened to country music. Why the fuck does he think he's a cowboy now? That's not it. I just like the song. And looking back, I'm yeah. a fucking idiot. I should have been like, go to hell. I just like the song. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what we want to try to encourage is like, dude, we don't give a shit if we are the only country artist you listen to or vice versa. Like, dude, just enjoy it if you want to enjoy it. And I, we don't care if you come to our show because your girlfriend dragged you there and you hate us. We want you to leave there being like, no, nah, those dudes are cool and they rip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, dude, we don't give a shit, man. Love what you want to love and That's just it, man. whatever. Get I'm out. glad you're not Nickelback because nobody would say that. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, what a, what a freaking, uh, what a career though, man. It's oh, like, you know, man. for all those people that hate a band like like Nickelback or or, you know, FGL, for example, the reason that you hate them is because you got so fucking tired of hearing their songs right. because they were so fucking that could good be, and yeah. got the shit played out of them. I think it's multi. So that's a that's a yeah. That is a multifaceted question. Yeah, but the, it's an enigma. Of <laughs> the, but the reason you can't hate them because they weren't successful. I'm saying no, that. you're right. You know what's you funny know. is my 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 girlfriend's a few years younger than me, and uh, I had to explain to her because she's never been in the music at all. I've been yeah. doing what I do for like 20 years now, and I explained to her that you can like Nickelback, but you can't yeah. tell people you like Nickelback. Yeah, <laughs> people. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't understand that. Here's what I think most of it is: people fucking love to be like part of a group and like. Especially with like meme culture and online days, oh, now, yeah. you know what I mean. Like that has changed. That's that's yeah. changed everything. And I think they they caught they were just in the wrong spot at the wrong time the on the of internet. Meme generation. Yeah, exactly, yeah. dude. And I, I if if they came out today, man, I don't think they would have It'd any be a much different hate. story. Yeah, or or any other time really. You know, right. they're laughing all the way to the bank, dude. So, I'm not mad at any of their career, yeah. but I I think that that ongoing joke is. I had these friends. One of them, her name was Kim. She, we would joke back and forth 
with the memes because we'd see someone with an arm tattoo and it'd say Nickelback and we'd send yeah. it back and forth to each other. <laughs> oh, you got a new tattoo, that sort of thing. So it just came that that super fun. I'll get a Nickelback tattoo. <laughs> Do it. You won't. Swear to God, I will. I have a Michael Ray tattoo because he told guar- me I won't. Guaranteed most people that scroll past like... Like uh, most in most recent times, I can think of like this past Halloween of seeing like Nickelback memes on Facebook or whatever, and it was like, "Be careful, they're hiding full Nickelback concerts inside the Reese's this yeah. year or something <laughs> like that." But everyone, I bet you, ninety percent of the people that scroll past that go, "That's a fucking amazing joke." Dude. I still love them, yeah. you know what I mean? But, but they, they won't say. I was yeah, accidentally an asshole to Chad Kroger on Facetime. Didn't know, <laughs> didn't know it. No, our manager chief. He used to oh, tour good. manager Nick, tour manager, tour manager. I'm an idiot. He used to tour manage Nickelback, and like one day we were at yeah. his condo in L.A., and he fa- he was on Facetime with Chad, and I didn't know that that's who it was because I didn't recognize him because he didn't have any, he didn't have his long hair. Right. Like I remember it. So Chief like brings the phone over to me. He's like, Mikey, say hi. And I was like, Yeah, what's up, dude? And like walked away because I didn't fucking know who it right. was. And so going back, I'm like, God damn it, I'm an well, idiot. You dude. you dissed Chad Kroger. <laughs> Oh, God, when in reality, I should have been like, I, I love think, you so much, Chad. No, I mean, I do. I, do you want to be in me and Adam's relationship? <laughs> I do think the guy's kind of a genius. I mean, like, you know. Dude, every one of his know, songs I mean, is radio ready. Just yeah. some of the stories that, yeah. that we've heard, too, like how quick he wrote well, Animal. there's a, yeah, exactly. 15 minutes he That's wrote crazy. And the, But the why I say that, too, mostly is because he's aware of the fact of he's like, he could he could write way more complex as a musician, he could write way sure. more complex he, stuff. He probably does, but he's a fan. He's a genuine fan of contemporary music. Right. You know, it's it's not because a lot of like if if you're like an extreme musician, a lot of people are like, oh, he's just sound, he's just playing contemporary music because he knows that's the fastest way to be a full time musician and make success. You know, whatever. And a lot of people say that about a country. Like a lot of metal people say that about country. I feel like, but now it's now it's blurring a little bit, like we said. But but that dude, man. I mean, it's what a career. I'm you know. I'm hoping that we follow those same kind of footsteps. You know, Hell we have yes. we There's have lots of money in that. We have a lot. We <laughs> success. We, we have the team. We have the money. team for it, man. We've been blessed with that. So, mm. you know, having uh, having Chief and, and uh, Simon Tickman, Scott Fraser, and those those boys, um, dude, it's uh, yeah. Our other one of our other managers, the man is saving Abel. Like they yeah. were just, oh, wow. just they, years of they were in that era, man, big time. That's that's how they met. There's actually. no substitute that's... for for how much experience those guys absolutely. have. Absolutely, absolutely not. I always joke. I go back to. I had a friend that worked at the Thomas and Mac here, which was our arena that we had before we had these badass arenas here. And I saw Creed in there one night. Yeah, and, yeah man. And I actually walked in, and it was free. I don't think I would have paid for it even back then, but it was like one of those things where you go, I'm not going to tell anyone I went. But I walked out, and there was like, Jesus Christ, I'm a fan now. Because yeah. they were just that badass life and, Did you say it, and brought it. On your way there, were you like, let's go there? <laughs> Dude, no, I, when I left, I was. <laughs> I, I always say, I've said this a lot recently to where I think that no matter who the artist is or no matter what I think about their music, I have so much fucking respect for the people that, you know, found their way to the top or close to the top in this industry because, dude, since doing this as an artist, you have no idea how much work it is until you do it. Sure. You know what I mean? So to see these guys, like, take a guy like Blake Sheldon, dude, who's been at the top of his game for like 25 fucking years. Like, that is just, it's so much work, man. So, you you know, it's hard for me to even hate on an artist like Creed or whoever because no matter what I think about them personally, I know that at one point or another they work their ass off. Well, they, yeah, nothing's given to those guys, especially back then because you still had to go to L.A. and still yeah. had to... I know that my buddy Rich does... Um, the, the private events that he does here, but he just did when I want to say North Carolina or Florida or whatever, but Scott Stapp played at it. 
Yeah, and he's doing that barstool thing too. He sent it to me, and I was like, "Holy cow! Like this dude is he's back! Like, like." But I don't think he'll ever be able to be what he was before. But, but still badass. What a run! We met um, absolutely. Yeah, Uh, he lives in Nashville now. That's the you thinking a bass player? No, No, singer. No, I thought Scott Stapp lived in Nashville. I met the bass player one night at Colby's house, Colby Clay's house. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Was I there? Probably. Mm, My bad. Didn't know. You guys hang out with the Rebel Boys? Uh, some, yeah, yeah, every once in a while. Who's that? Educate me. Country Rebel. Country Rebel. I know. Oh, oh, yeah. Kevin and, and Cole. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, I, I was, uh, I, the only time I was out, they have a big farm. Yeah, I've been um, out there. At yeah. Ashland City, Tennessee, and, uh, I've been out there, but I just don't remember it. It was, uh, it was New Year's, and we went out, my buddy Keith and I went out at, like, midnight. It was dumb. I don't even know why. It was, like, a when half-hour drive. Uh, to, uh, New Year's last year, actually. Yeah. Last year. I was at their place, New Year's 19. Actually, Two days before New Year's, I went out there. Uh, my buddy, you know Austin Burke. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I know we know of him. Yeah, I, I flew out for his wedding, and uh, we went to uh, the Rebel Boys. Mm-hmm. They used to be down in San Diego. They came out yeah. here probably mm-hmm. in seventeen, and we have a Rebel Lounge downstairs. Oh, nice! It's called the Country Rebel Lounge. Nice. Um, we were doing some stuff with them in the, in the beginning, and then they packed up their shit and moved to Nashville. Hell yeah! The Country Rebel Farm is like the country equivalent of like Rob Deerdeck's Fantasy Factory. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting there, isn't it? Yeah, you can shoot trying. guns, you can pet a goat. My, uh, that's my oh. goal for my own property. I'd say eventually. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be a f- fun park. No one's ever gonna want to leave. No problem. Pastrana Land. That's right. That know. exactly. Because yes. I'm a dude. I'm a huge, huge Pastrana fan. We have I'm, a bone to pick. With like a lot of country artists here, dude. Okay, me and Adam, we're mm. big like four wheeler guys. Like yeah. we love shit like that. And I always thought moving to Nashville and like, or like, you know, <laughs> some of the guys that we're friends with now that are artists, like, yeah, I don't know, Cole and all, like Cole will call you on Saturday and be like, hey, we got you gonna go golfing? And I'm just like, ain't none of y'all motherfuckers like ride four wheelers and shit. Yeah, like I, right. I could have swore to God that that's what you guys would be it's doing. Probably in their contract, they can't. I doubt. I, 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 don't I would know. never have a contract like that. I don't know. I don't, I, you don't have to hurt yourself. I, I grew up. What happens if you get beamed by with a golf ball going 150 mile an hour? Ouch! Ouch! I grew up grew up on uh, snowy western Pennsylvania roads, running from state troopers on a Raptor 350. There yeah. you go. <laughs> That's how I did it, man. <laughs> I just bought a uh, a Razor, really? four seater, Turbo S, and it is so much fun. But I ride dirt bikes. That's what I yeah. do. Yeah. I ride the hell out of dirt bikes, and um, I, it's dangerous, dude. It's so much fun though. It it's is. it's so addicting and. Uh, out, out here, it's different than when you guys got I, mountains I, I'm and trees. I'm jealous. And, uh, dude, this is my, like like I said, this is our first time in Vegas. So just seeing the landscape, I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, it's like a playground out here that I would never I, get to experience. I live at the outskirts of town, and I ride about five minutes, not even mm-hmm. five minutes. I'm in dirt the whole way, but about five minutes from my house, there's a single track that starts. It's about this wide. Yeah. And I can ride that thing for 150 miles if I want. Are you into are you in the trucks or vehicles at all like that? Uh, um I'm a Volkswagen guy. I oh, drive really? a Toyota Tundra, but I'm building like a pre-runner truck. But oh, they're, they're, off-road truck. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're really they're I mean, they're like a dime a dozen out here, you know. Yes, like, they're everywhere. so common, but like no you like a range never you're doing full size. No, it's full size. It's yeah. a Silverado 1500. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh I'm waiting on some some more touring to happen so yeah, it's like an afford yeah oh hobby. dude it's a fucking bug and a half that you get bit by and it's just what kind of cars are you into volkswagens i buy air cold i buy um yeah collector dude, I, have, do you have, I used to do have you, a corrado 
Oh my god! So yeah. I, I have an R32 at home. That's sick. A 2004. Oh, it's shit. red with cloth interior. There's only 125 of them in the United States. No That's shit, insane. Dude. I was just on bringatrailer.com about two weeks ago, and one just sold for fucking fifty nine thousand dollars. Damn. And mine is. I'll show you a picture when this, we're done. But mine is. I shit you not. I bought a Corrado. I love that car. To Georgia for four hundred dollars. I bet you wish you still had it. Yeah, I I do, but. Uh, it's so weird though. Like I, I love cars and shit like that. And I used to be like really into that scene. Like yeah. when I was down in Georgia and stuff. Uh like dude, when I when I got stationed in Germany, the first week I was there, I bought an R thirty three Skyline. Right? There you go. That was my thing. Right hand drive? Yeah, right hand yeah. drive. But nowadays I feel like I don't want to put any work into it. I just want to buy it already, badass. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's like, that's I enjoy it though. Cause I'm like, a ninety six Corvette. I grew I up like fixing up. And eventually I want to get back to this, like, way of life, even in Nashville. But, like, I grew up, like, you know, just working on your truck at, at 9 o'clock at night in your buddy's garage, having a couple yeah, beers right. and stuff down the road. And We want to buy houses, basically. Is what yeah, I know. Yeah. I just, you need a small house, big garage. 100%. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, but, no, that's, you know, that's a that's a hobby of mine for sure, man. I can't the, wait to build I bought, more stuff. I bought, so I had a boat. I got into the surfing. COVID hit. Some, I, I had a Malibu. Some guy offered me what I paid for it. So I was like. Yeah. Okay, you can have it. Yeah. Like, because I wanted something a little bit bigger for bigger wake, and then we just mm -hmm. sat in the lake here, started going down. So I'm like, shit, I've always wanted this razor. So I found one in Arizona, brand new. Drove there, picked it up, brought it home, and it is an off-road truck. On like, it is. I do 80 through the desert, and you can't even fucking tell. That's badass. That's I mean, it's a Turbo S4 is what it's called, but full suspension. While you're on the fly, you can click and change the suspension mm -hmm. towards you're like you're oh, on the road in the sick. middle of the desert, yeah. or it's yeah. stiff. I mean, we go out in the middle of the night and go to the top of the hills and overlook the city oh, and that's just light everything up on our way out there. But that's the fun of it yeah. for me. Is where, where we live. Like I said, the outskirts of town. Just I can get on my dirt yeah, bike and ride. I can go to California if I wanted to. Like yeah. just ride the whole way. That's the thing with living in the South is like I that kind of stuff's not very common and like oh that style of riding or like yeah. trucks or vehicles in general like having the desert out here would be just Sick. I can't even imagine like but but I actually if someone's listening that has built any sort of pre runner before I'd be very curious to actually Dude, pick someone's brain because so I got I'll just send you numbers yeah. because Rob McCachran that races oh hell yeah yeah so, yeah I'm a fan man okay well he's he, his his sister's like one of my really good friends oh very and cool they, yeah. his son actually hangs out here probably will be here tonight if his son's here tonight oh, I'll bring him up to meet you guys badass. but yeah. he just won the Mint 400 yeah just won the Baja mm -hmm. so like he's he's and he's from Vegas so Bryce yeah. Menzies he oh, races yeah, for Red Bull yep. um, I do all of his printing work for, no for shit. His, all of his co I'm companies. I'm a fan these, of him too, man. These, pe yeah. these people are a whole nother level of off-road. And if my buddy Sparky shows up, which I think he is because he sent me a text today saying, because I posted something today saying it's our last live music show before New Year's. Yeah. So my buddy Sparky went, oh, that's, that means we need to have a shot. So if he's <laughs> here tonight, yeah. Yeah. pick his brain. Bring those guys out, man. Yeah. It'll be fun. I, Sparky, is he's worked for BJ Baldwin. He's worked for Bryce Menzies. Yeah. He's worked for Rob Mack. And that's all they do mm -hmm. is build these things. He's a welder. Like, he just... That's awesome. Anything that's you want to know. Yeah. That's such a crazy... Bro, build those. You almost world. have to be a welder. You have to be able to fabricate. I, I, I know. Like. There's so many times I've looked at my... Rich as hell. Yeah, no yeah, sure. yeah. And there's so many times I like look at my truck. I'm like, I oh, mean, I wish I could just like build that out of something. It's yeah. like make it from scratch. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, and I'm like a total, skid plate or something. I love doing that shit too. But like, I want to like help him while yeah. I'm like smoking a cig and hanging out in the garage. Right. But for me, I just want to like give the shop down the road my Corvette, my Corvette, and fifteen grand, and be like, I'll be back in a month. That's you know? what I was gonna say yeah. about living in. It seems silly that I want to build a truck like that, living where I do live right but, now. Y yeah, I mean, because no, no, you don't think any of the other people out there just have that interest. I mean, where do you drive a thing like that? That's what I mean. That's that's why it seems a little silly. Like maybe Jeep trails, you know? Right. 
Well, like, can you take to the off-road parks that the Jeeps are allowed? That's on? what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah but, but it they, be even that's not the no, same it's terrain. Not. Yeah, it's not. But you know what? I just think it's just like kind of a. Uh, I've always wanted to build one. I was yeah. my last two vehicles were just Duramax diesel trucks, so not much you can do with those except fucking do tune burnouts. Them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tune them yeah. where they smoke the whole street. Yeah, I mean, I know they turn those in the pre-runners too, but right. Um, I don't know if I'd want a diesel pre-runner. I don't. I don't they're too heavy. I, they're too front heavy. The engines. This. I'm too front heavy. <laughs> 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 That's a Anyways, story. <laughs> um, well, hell yeah, maybe next time, dude. Next time we're out here, I want to line up a day to like do something off road. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, Dust, I got, Dustin I, told us we should hang with you. Who? Dustin. Dustin Black. Huh? Dustin Black. Do you know Dustin? Oh, Black? Dusty. Yeah, Dustin Black. I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He did write me and told me that he would be out here, and I said you won't. And he goes, I got my girls this week. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he, he, literally, he texted me this morning. He was like, Hey, dude. He's like. Something came up to where they couldn't do what they were going to do. He was like, I'm going to fly out there for a few hours. Like, what do you mean fly out here for a few hours? Like, how do you fly out here I'm going to write him right. I do all, I, we will FaceTime yeah. him when we're done. I'm going to call him a little bitch if he doesn't show up. <laughs> I, love that. I love him, dude. I love love He's a guy. neat dude. You know what? He, I, I booked him on a, on, a, on a flyer. It was like one of those things. I follow Sean Wallen, the Lions, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Lions not Sheep guy, and mm-hmm. I saw his, um, I saw that they were kicking it, and um, I heard that song, Who Are You?, and I knew he was new, and that's like one of the things I love to Make do. Make a I, statement, huh? Yeah, and I just was like, "Shit, dude, let's do this." He goes, "I'll play for free." I said, "I don't pay any artist for free. I mean, I, I will pay every artist that comes here. Yeah. Nobody plays for free. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there there's there's pay. I don't care how much money you got. The end of the day is." Yeah, no, but he I did fly it. out, and he didn't. He didn't take any of the accommodations that we had per yeah. se, like the hotel rooms, the food, or anything like that. He just, yeah. but he he was fun, and he brought. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> he brought Gavin DeGraw out. Yeah, Gavin. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm not. I asked. I asked Dusty, I go, is yeah. Gavin like a funny guy? Like, is he oh, he's yeah, good humor? So and he said, yeah. And I go, I go, I need him on my stage. He goes, I'll do it like that. And I said, man, I just mm-hmm. want to know if he's, is he comedic? Because if he is, I got this. And he was like, he is. So I walked up to him and he goes, Gavin said, you do a shot with me. I'll play here like that. Um, I wasn't drinking that night. So I took Matt, our sound guy. I said, stand right here. He goes, why? I said, just fucking stand here. <laughs> so everyone does their shots. And when they go back like that, I handed it to Matt. Matt shot, I handed it back. And I went, fuck yeah, let's yeah. go play. And he got up on the stage. And Bro, played. Gavin is nice. nice. I, honestly. Gavin is probably like the most talented person that like we know, or, or well, I know at least. Like when I hear Gavin play, I'm like, Dude, shit, man. I he would, got up like, on a bar stool. Yeah. His voice is so consistently Legit. really good. Like, yeah. good Legit. God. Legit. There's no smoking mirrors there. What's no fucking happening? He's in our group text, and yeah. like he'll just pop in like once a week. Like and say some shit. <laughs> like it's he funny. doesn't contribute to anything else, and he'll just pop in there once a week. Like, oh, this is hilarious. Like, all right, yeah, Hell yeah well, and that's challenge. it. Yeah. <laughs> I called uh, CAA. I think the next morning, I said, "Man, I'm just curious, man. How much is Gavin on a fly date solo acoustic?" And, <laughs> yeah. and they were like, "Why are you asking?" I said, "Well, I just got him for free last night. I'm just curious what it would have cost me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, Dusty's a good dude, but yeah, when you guys do come out, we'll have to stay in touch and mm-hmm. next show out here. I've I've got a 250F and a 450F, so oh, I got two dirt yeah. bikes. I got oh, two yeah. pit bikes too, but I don't fuck around with those anymore. <laughs> but then the Razor, dude, is a four seater, and it oh, is oh, that's perfect. It we'll is. Just do that. We want to come back out and like like really spend a few days here. Yeah, know? Vegas yeah. is fun. I mean, you guys got to do the strip thing a little bit, and yeah. then there's Vegas has so much. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah. Probably, well, tomorrow t- we're hanging out tomorrow night. We uh, we brought our girls out and stuff. With You're us, staying so. in town tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. So Beautiful. we're we got we got a little bit of time to check it out, and then uh, you know we go right back home to go right back to Christmas vacation. I think for both of us, yeah. so right separate separate vacations. But let's dive into twenty two, and then we'll get mm-hmm. the hell out of here. What are the goals for twenty yeah. two? Stadium act. Stadium act. No <laughs> shit, right? That's fine. I just saw Luke Combs. Um, <laughs> um, 
two nights ago he played here. Yep. He played with Ash McBride so and Ray Fulcher. All three of those people have played at Stoney's Rock and Country. Yeah. Um, yeah. So not far fetched, brother. I like that. It's um, it's in our blood, man. We just we know, dude. That's just what we want to do. Like a lot of people, I mean, it sounds so fucking silly, but a lot of people like want the money or the fame or whatever it is and dude we just want to play stadiums like right. that's all we give a shit you're about you're talking about outdoor stadium like no just any stadium like me and Adam we grew up it, it was never the money or anything like that that was ever attractive, attractive to me I, and Adam we wanted to live yeah. on a fucking tour bus travel the country and play sold out shows I, that's all we wanted <laughs> over, to do, over anything and I think I speak for both of us we just find it fucking awesome that we can get on stage and do something we love and fucking people find it awesome yeah that we find it awesome, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, so it's, it's like, like a living at it, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. It's just, and the bigger that it is, the better for us. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a big party all the time, and you know, this is you get one trip around this motherfucker, and uh, you better have fun while you do it. So, and, and no matter what happens or where it goes, we know we'll end up with some cool fucking stories to tell when we're old. But I would yeah. say, like, realistic, you know, like some realistic goals that we would have in the short term would be, like. Just uh, getting some administrative stuff done, you know. Like we're we're pretty ready to uh, sign and a deal. Taxes, yeah. So yeah, our fucking taxes <laughs> from two like years that. ago. So that's a good answer. Good but, answer. Um, no, I think his name is um, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's not. Yeah. I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll probably sign a label deal here and soon. You so know, hold on. I want to. I want to yes. dive into that yeah. for a sec. Of course. Why is that a goal of yours to sign a label deal in today's world where music can be put out? However, no, yeah. So I think I don't think it's necessarily necessarily a goal. It's more like um, it's we, more like a stepping stone. It's the next. Know? It's and, just the next step. And for it's us. An interesting. We, thing we just know that because yeah. like a label, you know, you think you grow up thinking your whole life that like a label's the key to everything. You know what I mean? But in reality, it's like you know, you go and you meet. You have some of these label meetings. You meet these people from all the different labels, and it's just it. It is the thought of adding someone that's just as passionate about what you're doing to the team that has a different yeah. set of resources than you currently have. We're just gasoline. We're just fire. adding another yeah, layer. Yeah, but in the right way, man. Sure. Like, yeah. like you know, we don't want to we don't ever want anybody to be on our team that doesn't wake up and go to sleep fucking thinking about us and what, So the, okay, like, so and think, thinking about their, you know, What's the right way to say that? Like their contribution to and and uh, I think of it as a as a team. Yeah, you know? as a team, right? Not exactly. not, not how can yeah. these dudes help me? And that's it's how we can... we feel like we we do have a very band and like a very family sense about everything that we do, and and that's what I was gonna say. We're just adding another layer to the uh, the triangle that is our business. Sure, like, yeah. you know what I mean. So, so when you look at stuff like that and you sign to a label that's got 10, 15, 20 other acts, I mean. Mm -hmm. How do you go in and negotiate that in the beginning that you guys have to be a priority when, let's just say that you go to a place that they've got a, a banger on there like an Aldine mm -hmm. or something like that. How do you uh, how, how do you compete with that? I think, well, first things foremost, I think John Mayer says it best in the aspect of the very first step is having good fucking songs. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are, what genre you're in, who else is on the label, whatever. If you have good fucking songs, will always win. Sure. You know, and... Outside of that, I think, I think you're just brutally honest with people in these meetings. You know, like like with our our CAA meeting. You know, we're booked through CAA now, and we we. You met tell with... Joe Mullins, Mullins to chill out on your shit. Okay? <laughs> this, <laughs> I love that, dude. this is why. But those dudes work their asses they off do. for us. You, you guys know? are here because of him. And and we and we told those guys mm -hmm. in in that meeting. We sat down with them for like three hours, and it, it went so great. And at the very end, you know, we just told them we were like, "Hey, this has been great, boys." Like. Thank y'all so much for for hanging out. But at the same like at the same time, I just want to be up front with you guys and tell you that 
me and Adam are really fucking serious about this. We're both 28 years yeah. old. We'd probably be more excited to be here if we're 20 and a little more wide-eyed and, you know, whatever. But we have a pretty good idea of what we want and where we mm-hmm. want this to go. Yep. And we got a little bit of vision, and we've got this thing off the ground a little bit. And if we are not something that you're going to eat, sleep, and breathe, that's okay. I will not be mad at you, but we can just shake hands. We'll take you out to lunch every now and again. Right. But if you believe in this like we do and you want to be a part of something that is bigger than all of us, then let's fucking go. Yeah. Right? And they were like, there was like 10 seconds of silence, and Mark Dennis was like, then let's fucking go. And guess what? We've been fucking going, and they've been working their asses off for us. Right. I love those guys. I guess man. I always ask that question because you turn into yourself, you 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 turn yourself into another band on a label per se, and then you have a single that you want to put out, and he wants to put out. Right. But then the label says, "Oh, we're gonna wait till February or March." Like yeah. those are challenges that to me are frustrating as a consumer of music. Mm-hmm. Take what I do completely yeah. out of it all, but but as a fan of music, when like I play a single right now from Scott Stevens and Justin Moore together mm-hmm. that that now it was supposed to be released in November. Now it's looking like it might be February, but Lord knows. But I play it all over Country AF Radio, and the people love it, and they mm-hmm. respond to it, and I just like sit back, and that's my frustration as a label steps in and says, not yet, yeah. not yet. I think that's why good management is invaluable, though. Like, cause Agreed. they have, you have, cause they go in there and, and you know, they have those conversations. They with box, those guys. yeah, they box it out for you, man. It, it, and that's, that's kind of, uh, I think. So going back to 2022, that you know, your question, um, I feel like we're most excited because we have, we kind of have, uh, we have a light at the end of the tunnel kind of moment now because there's no roadmap you know, before all this. And, and I think now it's kind of like, we know what the future is really going to look like. So right. we just have, you know, our, our goals are just to fucking get out there and tour as much as possible. Bro, get and the uh, best time. Yeah. More music? Time slots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, For sure. Yeah, there's... Dude, we're sitting on so much. So much We're just music. trying to get some of these and meetings and stuff like that out of the uh, way first. I feel like we've grown so much, too, since our first yeah. EP came. Yep. And, and, so uh, excited, dude. And it's just like, at this point now, I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to release new music because I... I even we'll our, our shit, please yeah, do our image and and just everything has kind of been massaged to where it is now. So right. it's uh yeah I'm excited. You'll for hear a music. lot of it tonight too. Yeah, yeah, playing a lot of unreleased music on the set. So I think that's the best part. I mean, yeah, is yeah, that you guys yeah. have a, an opportunity to sit in front of people mm-hmm. and show them what you got to find out if it works or not. Yeah, that's, that's d- another neat thing about being on the road. And dude, we're t- we're you know. Before musicians, we're fans, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're you consumers know, too. We, I, I love, like, I was always a big Luke Combs fan, right? And I remember seeing him back before he was ever famous, and I remember feeling like I had, you know, some sort of like ownership in his career because I would tell all my friends about him, this and that. Well, we got to listen to this guy. Yeah, yeah, and like, I love being as a fan of his. I love being able to look back and be like. Like, yo, like, I saw Luke Combs for his famous this and that. Like, I would, I don't mean this in a narcissistic way whatsoever. I would love to have some people have that moment with us. Sure. You know, and, uh, like, just kind of provide that experience for them, you know? I I, want to tell you something that's super fun about Stoney's is we have a lot of people that come in here, and they're all very vocal about stuff. And I try and teach them the same thing because they say, what do you mean Luke Combs played there? Sure. I said, yeah, yeah, man, he opened for freaking Corey Smith. We paid him 500 bucks. Yeah, I love bucks. Corey Smith, bro. Yeah, 2016, the dude played here. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, well, how, how come I didn't know about it? I'm like, that's what all these bands are on Friday. Some of them are bigger, like the Michael Rays of the world and yeah. Tim Montana's that have played here a few times. Russell yeah. Dickerson's played here seven times. Wow. Did he bring his headset? His headset. <laughs> He's got a. He's, he's got, got a. Shut the fuck up. He's got no, a Garth no, 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 no. I don't ever want to see. First things. Oh, by the way, 
Russell's cool as fuck. Cool yeah, as I'm fuck. talking shit. It was just awesome. I was like, man, he's got balls. Just walk up. I can't. There and I wouldn't do it. Bro. Yeah, I couldn't do <laughs> yeah. it. No, I think it takes away from. But whatever. But my point is, is that people come here and their expectation is, I'm going to book something good. It's not going to be garbage, and yeah. that's and then they're they're, they're going to see something that eventually. They'll hear on the radio. They're here on their Spotify play- mm-hmm. playlist, or that they become fans of. And we encourage you guys to get to know the people that come here after, because yeah. the majority of them are locals. And um, they—that's what this music industry is all about. Is a lot of people don't take chances like we do to give I agree totally. to give mm-hmm. a, a platform, a sound room, the hospitality, the stage, the fans, Vegas mm. for a new artist like. I know that you guys just played down at Moonshine not too long ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we do a lot of shows with them, too, and the difference between us is I'm going to pressure you to play more original music than covers yeah. because Which that's what I want awesome. you to do. That's that's great. And we respect the fuck out of that as artists because I remember coming up, like, before I really started playing music seriously, you know, I remember seeing artists who are somebody now going and playing certain bars and certain venues, and those certain bars and certain venues would always have people like that, right? And now there's really only a few of them left because a lot of them have turned their backs on it and been like, fuck it, dude, I can pay a party band $1,000 this Friday and have a great day. I'm not going to lie to you. Our place here, they dance. We're open three days a week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Last night's ladies' night. It's one of our busiest nights. $2 beers. I can't have a band in here because I can't afford it. Right. I don't need a band in here on Friday and Saturday. This is a passion project for me and the guy that owns this place. This is what we do and what we love because if we can get our hand into something and expose new artists because we love music so much, it's a win. And those artists will always take care of you in return. Uh, most. most. Yeah, yeah, most. 100%. But it just goes back to that's not the reason why we do it. We right. do it in a sense of just giving you guys a platform because for us, it's 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 new music that... So our DJ that we have now, she'll look at our calendar and go, all right, I need music from this person, this person, this person. And mm. she'll start introducing the people. And so I can tell you that I know that there's people that are regulars here that are coming here tonight because they listen on Country AF Radio and because they listen here when they yeah. dance. And that's what it's all about. That's all Country AF Radio is. It's a it's a loss. We don't make any money on it. There's right. no yeah. advertising, no commercials. We do it to introduce people to new music. Oh, it's smart, dude. And it's, an, it's, it's a marketing arm for us. And venues like this, uh, which there really are many of, allow us to come in and like – be properly accommodated like we would at a damn festival or something sure. and yeah. and and allow us to be our full selves as after midtown without playing a bunch of bullshit covers and stuff like that and not having to worry about the money or anything like that you know you want us to come in here and be who we are be you be exactly and right. give and give the set that we would play at a festival yeah. right. to, which is fucking awesome dude yeah, so we really and appreciate I, that because when it's when it is a, a lot of covers nowadays for us it's kind of thrown together a lot more than we would yeah. ever want it to be so we don't do it a lot no and that's our focus is always Good. our artist show you know like it our open op, really our, our favorite kind of shows are the opening but there slots right now. We're like, all right, fuck it, we got to do it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes yeah. I mean, I've had artists that come in here and they lose the room and they play a cover and they get them right back and they go back to their shit again. It's all I about awareness so. again, yeah. you know. Sure, yeah, and I think um, we're at a good ratio right now for us, good. you know, for our set list. So it's, uh, I'm going to say one thing tonight when you guys are on the stage, first time in Vegas, first time at Stoney's, about halfway through your set, just look around the room. You'll see someone on the bowl. I think I might have said this yeah, earlier. Yeah. You'll see go-go girls in the go-go box. You'll see people dancing on the dance floor. You see people like up front watching. Yeah, yeah. it's there's a lot to consume. That's and, cool. Um, when I said it to Ali, she told me at first. She goes, "When you told me that, I was just like, yeah, whatever, dude. Not so much like that, but yeah. she didn't take it. And she goes in the middle of her yeah, set. Really? She looked around. She walked off the stage, walked up right to me, and said, "Oh my god. Yeah, that was like freaking cool as shit. Yeah, and I was just like, I'm not lying to you because it's an experience. I have a random yeah. question for you seven. before we go anywhere. Seven. The That's actually seven. correct. Damn. All right. <laughs> well, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> no, we we someone asked us this in an interview, and we like to ask it back. Yeah. 
if you could go back in time and hear one album again for the first time, yeah, oh question. shit, what album would it be? The Cult and Love. It's my favorite album. I don't know that. You don't know who the cult is? Well, I know who the cult is, yeah. British band? Yeah. 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 I listened to everything. Okay. That was probably one of my favorite bands growing up. What was it about that? Dude, everything. Musically, it was just a shock to the system for everyone. I I think I was maybe 16, 17 years old, and I heard a song called Rain, and I heard a song called Love Removal Machine, and I heard, like... I was just in heaven. Yeah, I, that's dope. I put a stereo in my car just for that band, just for that album. And I love asking that question because I feel like I can tell based upon your answer and how quickly you answer how big of a fan of music you are. I, I was just going to say that. That's yeah. why this is going so well for you because you're you're such yeah, a, I am a big fan, co- fan and, and consumer. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I've had man. tour managers come up to me after their band's gone on stage and ask for their check. And I've been an asshole and said... I, I'm I'm gonna give you your check, but I'm also a fan of music. So let me let, let me watch what I just put together. <laughs> yeah. uh, I know what I'm telling Alan to do. It's <laughs> <laughs> a joke. That's a joke. Yeah, but you'll be in on it. So yeah. just just dude, like dude, yeah, you, I think I think th- I think Toe's a little <laughs> sketchy, dude. You should get the check before we're done. <laughs> April, April Fools comes around. We're gonna fire Alan. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you're fucking done, dude. In in saying that, Granger oh, Smith man. just came through here. It's his third time playing here. Their drummer's been with them about ten years. I don't yeah. know if you know who that guy is. Yeah, dude, uh, Dusty Sa- Sexton. Oh my, Sexton. I don't know his name, but all, yeah. all I got to say is I, I I just stood there on the side and I just watched that fucking dude. Dusty He's Saxton. A bad. He's a uh, yeah. I'm so I'm a drummer as well, and um, that was yeah. He played in uh. Like a punk band or something. Uh, no, it was more of like an active rock band. Okay. Yeah, it was more like yeah, what it was fucked. Huh? It was like <laughs> no, no. It was like it was like you remember like Pillar and bands yeah, like that. Absolutely. I think it was like similar something similar. I forget the fucking name. Was it? It wasn't Evans Blue. Or, no, that yeah, wasn't. I remember. Yeah, that that might too. be it. Evans, Evans Blue. Blue. Yeah. Maybe that does sound familiar. Yeah. Never like, any- Sorry, good. No, but anyways, that's that's awesome. What, so those guys were here recently, or Granger was just here uh, two, three weeks ago. Oh, badass! Yeah. Was it Granger yeah. or Earl? Both <laughs> or both? Granger okay. then Earl, and actually the Did Powell brothers both? came and o- opened for him, and the Powell brothers are actually pretty good too, man. Hell yeah, nice guys. Never seen Never. them before. We don't normally do openers. Yeah. Don't like them because we just obviously don't have enough room. Yeah. Not that I don't like them, but sure. I just don't. No, yeah, it's a lot of work for us for yeah. a, a right. small stage and green rooms mm-hmm. setup and everything. But the Powell brothers are really good. Granger was awesome. I, I'd say the last four, three, four weeks of music have been. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had some rad artists come through here, including you, you guys, and it's just it's a great way to end this fucked up year we've had, and yeah, um, for two years that, that we've had. But we just love live music here; it's our favorite thing. And dude, and one well, of the most reassuring things to, to well to us at least, probably to you too, shit, being in this industry is like meeting some of these people, some of these artists and stuff, and it's just like seeing how fucking cool most of them are. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong; there's a couple. But like, dude, like being being newer, yeah. we weren't sure how we would be received by some right. people. Sure, but yeah. people like like Michael and and Cole and those guys just fucking welcome us with open arms and like like if I needed anything, I could call those guys and they'd be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. fucking nice because like like take Michael for example. Michael fucking grew up in like a double wide in the middle of Florida. Absolutely. You know, like yeah. he's a regular fucking dude. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I don't know, just good people is just always. He's an asshole because he gets me to drink. Hundred <laughs> percent. But but you know, it's always nice to see guys like that because just being a fan of country music back before I did this, you know, you all you see is just how they're portrayed by you know on the CMTs of the world and the the social medias and shit like that. But sure. then when you actually meet these people and some of them you're friends with, you're like, oh dude, thank fucking God, because I always thought you were probably cool, uh-huh. but like, I'm glad dude, you come are. on, yeah. it doesn't get Michael's... any cooler than going through a McDonald's drive through and getting fucking DUI. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is one of the funniest oh, fucking dude. things, dude. And, 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 you know, such I, a pothead, dude. It's fucking awesome. Thing, I don't care I love what it. he says. Yeah, 
He probably fucking deserved it. Dude. Like, sure. He was like, no, it was bullshit, dude. I was just fucking fell asleep because I was tired. Of- he bumped mm-hmm. into the yeah, car. Sure. Yeah. Tired from hitting all that indica, not sativa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was like, then I sit on the couch with my mom, and they were like talking about it on TV, <laughs> my local radio station, or, or my local TV station. And I just like, feel like a big fucking asshole. Like, well, it's pretty funny, man. That's I love cr- that story. I don't ever fuck with him about it. My girl always oh. asks me, dude, what happened with him and Carly? I'm like, I don't fucking know, and I don't care. Who I just fucking don't care, cares, dude? Yeah, because no. it's a girl. That's why they fucking girls care. It's a simply girls a relationship care. that didn't last. I don't right. know her. I'm sure she's great, but Michael's so, fucking yeah. great. Relax, TMZ. I, right. yeah. <laughs> I, I go back to the funniness. Michael's first time playing here, um, he played uh, an ACM show. It was him, Midland. I want to say the Swan Brothers and Alyssa Michaela. Well, anyway, we went into the, the Rebel Lounge before it was the Rebel Lounge, mm. and that's where we used to do the meet and greet. My girlfriend's in there, and I walk in, and he's on one knee. And I go, what the fuck is going on? Like that just fucking... He's like, dude, what happens in Vegas? It stays in Vegas. <laughs> he goes, Toad. He goes, she said yes. And I like looked at her, and I went, what the fuck? So I have a picture of... Oh, they got engaged here. No, my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> this was way before that. Way before Carly was ever around. But what's funny is... So I I have this picture of her standing there and I had to get down on one knee. It was fucked up, but I had to get down on one knee and they took the picture, both of us. So two, three years later, Carly comes through here. So I talked to her tour manager. I'm like, I don't know this girl. I've never met her before. Like, dude, what kind of, she have a good sense of humor. Is she funny? Is she fucking crazy? Well, she's crazy, but she's a girl. But, uh, I go back and I walk up to her and I show her the picture and she goes, fuck yeah, let's do it. So I stood up there, my girl and Carly both got down on one knee and proposed to me, and I was like, fuck you, Michael. I got you, dude. That's hilarious. I'm sure you don't give a shit now. Uh, (laughs) He has fun. He has fun. He is funny as fuck. Tell people how to find you online. Farmersonly.com, folks. (laughs) You are not the first person to say that. Oh, man. I like it. I like it. No, we're on Instagram. It's just uh, at After Midtown. Uh, right. we're usually, we, have, we have like Twitter and shit like that, but we really mostly use our Instagram. We got Facebook. Any, any social media platform you use, you can just go after Midtown or aftermidtown.com. TikTok, show some love on there. Please show some love on TikTok. Oh my God, don't get me started. <laughs> we just finished a bunch of like awesome reels though for Instagram. So it's, there's, a, there's a little bit of. There's a bunch of content. Man. There's a little bit of yep. entertainment for anyone that wants to go check it out. We want people to know next, who we are. You know, right. a lot of people like hide behind this shit. We're like, nah, we're just like, we, we, we want to be dudes you want to drink a beer with. Like, come on. Right. Oh, you got yeah. you got to be human on the TikTok, right? Yeah. Well, dude, like, well, there's, man, there's just a lot of people that, like, only want to put, like, shit on there that just makes them look so cool. We don't give a fuck, dude. No. Like, like we want we want you to be able to relate to us. Sure. You know? Because so. you're human, man. You put your yeah. pants on just like everyone else does. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> I don't, Sometimes. you know. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You got it. I like this crystal ball. I'll tell you where that came from in a minute. You'll never touch it again. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't want to even be next to it now. Thanks for the time, guys. We love you, Doug. If you ain't rolling in the church with a head full of hurt.